0: Pointevent.com, Fueled by that in Barbecue. Uh, just admit, just admit that watching Urban, Urban Meyer squirm, squirm as the Jacksonville Jaguars coach, 0-4, just admit it. it kind of makes you happy. It makes me happy a little bit, I'm not going to even lie. I'm not going to even lie. I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm just a good person, and I just wish for him to be successful. Nah, man. You need to lose for a little bit. You know what it's like. You need to lose for a little bit. Take that, Urban Meyer. Just lose a little bit. All right, man, what you got for, for what? Oh, I've got two
1: great ones today, and they're both from your home state of Alabama. Interesting. Three Alabama golfers have been attacked and injured by camouflaged people hiding in the woods. Three Alabama golfers were injured over the weekend after several individuals dressed in camouflage attacked them at a golf course, according to police. The incident happened during a tournament at the Craft Farms Golf Resort in Gulf Shores just after 1 p.m. on September 26th. According to Gulf Shores Police, the golfers told police that an air horn was blown during each of their back swings on the course's third hole. Police said that the golfers eventually confronted the male, believed to be a teenager or of college age. During the confrontation and ensuing fight, several other individuals ran out of the woods and started beating the golfers. One was taken to the hospital with a severe cut to the head and broken teeth. Mm -hmm. The condition of the other two is unknown. Uh, The general manager of the resort told WALA that he's never seen anything like the incident in his 25 years in the golf industry. This was completely isolated, Leonard told the outlet. These guys could have picked any golf course in the area. We were the unlucky ones. Officials with the department said that they're looking for up to six people involved in the incident. They're also looking for two other individuals that might have been in the getaway car. So there's your first Alabama for what. Your second one is an Alabama man who was found sleeping in an athletic complex press box in a pile of chicken fingers and meth. The Pleasant Grove Department of Public Safety says 37-year-old Matt was charged September 17th with unlawful breaking and entering a vehicle and theft of property. He was transported to the Jefferson County Jail. According to a news release, less than two hours after Williamson made bond, he stole a car in Hooey Town and hit it in Pleasant Grove. On September 22nd, there was a report of an unknown person breaking into the concession stand at the Pleasant Grove Athletic Complex. The next morning... He was found sleeping in the press box among a pile of chicken fingers, chips, candy, and meth. The guy admitted to the crimes and was transported to the Jefferson County Bail in Bessemer. So, in the state of Alabama, over the last week, you have had golfers attacked by people hiding in the woods at a golf course. And a guy found in a pile of chicken fingers, chips, and meth at a high school press box. I'm going home to see my parents this weekend.
0: man. In ben, Huntsville, stop. And
1: I am very concerned stop. about stop. me traveling to the state of Alabama. Stop.
0: You just told him yourself. You think you just
1: messed up, right? I'm going to my parents' home.
0: No. Nope. Mm-mm.
1: My parents' home will always be my mm-hmm, home.
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm,
1: I'm from Tennessee. Mm-mm,
0: mm-mm, mm-mm. You know you messed up, right?
1: I didn't mess up. My parents' home is my home. Uh-uh, I'm going home to see my parents. No, nah, That's what I said. I'm yep. going home to see my parents. Which I means I'm going to my parents' home, which is also my mm-mm, home. Because it's still got my crap in it.
0: Mm-mm. You messed up. You try, don't try to clean it up now. Jay, let's get the Jay on the Irish Networks hotline. We called him, Jay. He ain't slick. Mm-mm. He said, I'm going home. Well, He's going yeah, home. yeah. yeah which is Alabama, he's going home. He ain't slick. Mm -mm. Caught him. Caught him. All right, Jay, what's up,
2: man? Well, you know who else might be going home? That's Urban Meyer.
0: Hey, man, I heard you got a high temperature. It's around 99.9. We're
2: going to have to pray for him, because This boy ain't going to make it. He is flat out not going to make it. (laughs) He is not going to make it.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. Should thought you know, about
2: that. I think I think he's realized that he can't go out and just recruit a bunch of first-round draft picks and then get to play Purdue and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Iowa and Nebraska and all these teams that have no chance of beating him because they don't have, you know, 25% of the talent he has, right? And he's like, everybody's kind of now on an equal playing field. You might even be a little bit behind. You're going to actually actually have to coach people. And and scheme people up. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a little bit different now. Same thing with Nick Saban when he's at the It's Oh, Nick, it's a, it's a little bit different when every player on your roster is not a five star. What what's
0: it's funny is, different then. What's funny is he was trying to run the Jaguars like he ran Florida and Ohio State. Like he didn't even like he didn't even try to adapt, it seemed. And Look at what's happening to him, man. He's getting his butt handed to him. Tried to bring in Chris Doyle from Iowa that was dismissed for he's thinking with that. Well, I don't know what he was thinking. I guess he thought <laughs> I could do what I want to do. I'm Urban Meyer, just like he handled the Zach Smith thing and at Ohio State with the receiver coach who put his hands on his wife and didn't do anything about that. I'm Urban Meyer, I can do what I want. Nah, man. You can't just do what you want. Not mm-hmm. not at the NFL, buddy. So, it's been enjoyable, man. Who? When, when does the Jacksonville Jaguars play again? I can't wait to turn, turn into that game. When they play. Next Sunday. That's a good guess, man. Good guess. That's a great guess. Who do they play? I hope it's the Titans. I hope it's the Titans. Who do they play? Oh, what do you know? What do you know? They play the Titans. woo Sunday, October the 10th, they got some time to fix all these issues, but they still going to suck, but they play the Titans at home. Man, I have not been excited about a Titan-Jaguars game uh, (laughs) since Jalen Ramsey was there. Usually these games are crammed down our throat here in Knoxville if you're watching local television, but, man, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great TV. Keep the cam on, Urban, the whole time. Can't wait to see it. I put this on the man, calendar, man. Poor, poor yeah. Urban, man. They're going to put him in a daggum mental institution. I'm after putting this, this on the calendar. Hey Ben, you want a Google invite? You want a Google invite? You want an iCalendar invite on your Apple? I'm gonna send you an invite, Ben. I'm gonna send you a reminder. I'm booked. No, nah, man. You gotta. You gotta be unbooked for this is appointment television. I don't give a daggum about Urban Meyer. I'm putting this on your on Who your Google calendar. Who? Who wins first, the Jaguars or the or the Lions? Lions. Lions. Well, Jack played Dolphins on the 17th. And?
1: Lions. The Lions are winning this weekend, Jay. Probably. Who are they playing? The Bears. The Kerbers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, let's
2: hope not playing.
0: <laughs> Whatever, I don't even care. I didn't care anymore. Now, Guys, is, are Miami season. and Florida State ever going to get it back? It's still baseball season. I'm ready for Tennessee baseball season. Uh, Florida State, Miami, yeah, they'll get it back.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you I know can't. What makes their, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: You no, know, I'm saying, look at what we have to go through. We're trying to build our program back.
0: Look at what we have
2: to go through. You know, with scheduling and all that, playing Alabama and Georgia and Florida and. And sometimes you get LSU and and uh, you know Auburn. I mean, we have to go through a gauntlet while we're trying to build our program back. What in the world is their excuse? They they have that. I mean, Butch Jones would still be here had we get to play Florida State or Miami schedule every year. Butch Jones would still be here. True. If he wanted to be. True. Uh, he would win ten games a year. I, I even True. with the dysfunction that he is. Playing an ACC schedule, that guy could win. Tennessee would be a program that's winning ten plus games a year, with the way they recruit. I what are, what is their excuse? Like it to me, it's more embarrassing what they're doing than what we're doing. Because you don't have—I mean, you have all that talent in Florida. You have a crazy week schedule, and they, neither one of those programs can get up off the mat. I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's baffling. I mean, you can look at us and go. Look at that big budget, y'all in SEC. Uh, look at those amazing fans. I mean, people still care. Miami, those fans, those fans don't care. I mean, we went down in two thousand and three uh, to play them, and listen, they were two years removed from a national championship, and they were they were rolling. They were on twenty eight game home winning streak. There, we broke it. I remember, but I remember, I remember like warming up, and I was like, "Yo, did these folks get the memo? They got a game today." 'Cause the crowd just wasn't there in warm ups. Now when the game started, there's more people, but it wasn't like it wasn't slam like I thought it would be. So there's a lot of distractions in Miami. Um so but the I talent I think Florida State can get it back before Miami's playing. I, I really question
2: if Miami's ever really gonna get it back. They got some institutional issues, administration issues. Their stadium is forty five minutes from campus. They don't have a really great atmosphere. I think Miami's going – even though they're in Miami, I think they're going to struggle to get back their former glory in a modern college football.
0: Well, well Jay, I can't sit here with confidence and be like, oh, Miami can't get it back, or Florida State can't get it back, and then feel confident about our chances of getting it back. Because, like, you wonder. we got some of the same issues. So, if they can't get it back and they have well, to I mean, right down the corner from them, right around the corner from them – yeah, and It makes, you know, our chances are not great either versus harder competition. So, I'm going to say all three schools, you know, including us to the conversation, I think they will get it back. It's just a matter of time. And But well, you think Nebraska will? No, I ain't saying nothing about Nebraska now, Jay.
2: You don't think they will? You don't think they <laughs> will?
0: Play? A little bit harder for Nebraska. I was talking about Miami, yeah. Florida State, and Tennessee. I got you. I
2: Uh-oh. got you. Well, I guess we'll see. I. It's it's amazing though. I mean, they they should be able to out recruit ninety eight percent of the teams, ninety nine percent of the teams they play in that conference. They
0: should and
2: uh, and just walk out on the field and beat them.
0: Should but you got to have the right coach. You got to have the right fit. They they went through Al Golden, who I mean, dude's wearing you know wearing a, a tie on on the sideline. And listen, I'm not saying that that's that's the reason why he's losing. But you got to have the right fit. I mean, something he did at Temple. That's just that's his thing. That's his that's his style. But his style did not mesh it in Miami, uh, and then who else they went out? They got Mark Rick, who was you know just he was out of it. I mean, just he just didn't have it anymore. Had lost success at Georgia, but just didn't have it anymore in Miami. Now they have Manny Diaz and Manny, uh, man, man they would be better. They're be better off with Handy, Handy Manny from Nickelodeon more than Manny Diaz right now as a head coach. Man, goodness gracious. I ain't got no sense. Let's go to the phones. We've got Buck Nasty and then Turkey Man. I love that show. Handy Manny. All right. uh, Buck Nasty, good morning. What's going on, Swaino? What's up, Buck? It ain't nothing but a
3: G thing, baby. Just hanging out here smoking these loving monies on a beautiful West Tennessee morning here.
0: Enjoy it. Enjoy it.
3: I'm getting ready to go to work here in just a minute. Oh, Work's going to be fine today. Yeah, it's always fun. I, I've got a great job um, that I really enjoy. I've been a part-time help over here at a zoo for the last 15 years. And uh, I quit my other job back during the spring to become a full-time zookeeper here at Southland Safari at Clarksburg, Tennessee. That's a little plug for them if anybody would like to look them
0: up.
3: Okay. We offer a great deal. Now, I'm telling you this because I'm an insider, not for football, but in the zoo world, I'm an insider. See, there ain't but just a few people in the zoo world that know a lot of uh, different contacts. I'll put it to you that way. Okay. Because there's not many people that have a lot of animals. Now, I know you didn't watch the Tiger King, but my man Ben McKee did. And so he'll get the reference. I have it on firm authority that the Missouri Tigers, Tiger, comes secondhand from Joe Exotic Zoo because he wouldn't breed. You picking up what I'm putting down, Ben? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, it's strange, strange, Tiger. And there's no way that my big orange is going to lose to that kind of Tiger this weekend. There's no way. Canceled. We're gonna lose to the white Steve Urkel. Just go on and take the points. Now I tell you what, forget the points. Put the money down on the money line. If we can let it ride one time for that big orange, because let me tell you, they ain't gonna be doing nothing but giving them six. And I ain't even gonna tell you what they give the tiger out there in Missouri boys. I'm gonna hang
0: up and listen. We we're getting canceled. I'm getting an email today. I I know what you're talking about. You ain't slick. I'm, I know what contact clues are. Turkey man, good morning. Morning, guys. How we doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for taking my call.
4: Hey, I heard you talking about red shirt and, uh, earlier, and I got to thinking, and Ben, you probably can keep up with it better than, than the rest of us because this is your field of recruiting and, and all that kind of stuff. But if I'm right, Joe, Joe has one more year after this. Two. No, two more years after this. Two more years after this. And and Hendon has one more year after this. Correct. And uh, Bailey has uh, four years in a red shirt after this.
1: Yes. I believe that's correct.
4: Well, if, if he he was a true freshman last year, and it's a
0: do over, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. So if he, he use this year as a red shirt year, right yeah, now he doesn't he's not play a, anymore. His soft No, this is
4: free. This is free.
0: Yeah,
1: but he's he's classified as a sophomore this year. So after this year he'll have, he'll have a junior year, a senior year, a red shirt year and a covid year available. So he's got four after this year.
4: Now, now, how can that be? Now, if he if he, this
0: he gets, year. he yeah, gets his
4: freshman year over.
0: That's what last year was. Yeah, last year don't count. So you yeah, have this year's his freshman year. But he's listed
1: he's listed as a a sophomore on the roster, and then at the end of his senior year, he can make the decision of whether or not to take advantage of the free year of eligibility. So yes, you're you're right, Turkey Man, but they classify him as a as a sophomore, and then at the end of his senior year, then he can make the decision of whether or not to take take advantage of the free year of eligibility.
4: Okay. I, I'm, all I'm saying is if everybody else get a getting a do-over, then he would, too, or any other freshman would, which means that after this year, the way I figure it is he's got four years and a red shirt.
1: Redshirt is included in the four years.
4: But he never used a redshirt.
1: Correct. So he's a sophomore this year.
4: So you mean to tell me if he stayed at Tennessee, then next year if they decided, if he had some kind of injury or whatever, like a redshirt him for that, that he wouldn't still have four more years to play after that?
1: Well, that would be one of his four years that he has remaining after this year.
4: You
1: got me confused, Ben. So last last year he was a, a true freshman,
4: which it they don't count. So now this year, correct? This you're right. You're right. It,
1: it, correct, but that's just not how they're wording it. They're, they're wording it as if he was normally on schedule. So that's why he's considered a sophomore this year. And then later on down the road, he'll be able to to use his free free year of eligibility if if he wants to,
4: or or if some some freak something happened and yes, you're he correct. He could uh, redshirt because of. You know, because of that, if he wanted to. Correct. Okay. Well, that's what I was looking at. I said, well, it's like he's just in high school this year.
1: Yep, he's still got but plenty go. of eligibility left.
4: Yeah, yeah. You talking about Vanderbilt a while ago, and uh, I, know, I haven't seen the rib deal, but old Jerry Clowers, he told me one, one time, he said, he uh, talked about, oh, uh, uh, one of the one of his neighbors there, John Eubanks, I guess it was, went down to the the general store and he had a dime, that's all he had. He said, I wanna buy a nickel's worth of cheese and a nickel's worth quarter of, of, of soda crackers. They said, Don't don't sell nothing but a dimes worth uh cheese and dimes worth soda crackers And he said, Well that's all I got. So he kept on, he said, finally said well, it was a dimes worth of cheese and Uh, And dinosaur soda crackers look like, and
1: he laid down there. He said, "I think I have that." I'd rather eat crackers than watch this football game. I know that. You and Turkey Man
0: had me over here. (laughs) Y'all, 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 something else. So I look at Harrison Bailey's eligibility. I don't really care what it says on 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 what he's listed. That's what they go off of. I, I understand that, but. Last year doesn't count for anybody, so he has he has four years. Now he could play, you know. Who knows what could happen? You know, he can play later on in the season, and then that would be counted as one year of eligibility. But if he is on the course that he's on right now, which is not playing um, in four or more games, then he could he could redshirt this year and still have. Still have four more years, is how is how I look at it. So yeah, uh, plenty of time to to catch up, plenty of time to develop, uh, plenty of time to to play college football, uh, whether it's here or if it's somewhere else. So um, they do it the way that they're doing it so that people don't get confused,
1: or that that's what <laughs> that's that's what they're hoping. What, that.
0: Just, what just happened? Correct. But the,
1: <laughs> they want to keep it all as normal as possible with classifying these guys as if as if COVID never happened. That way they can try to avoid confusion. So right right now, Harrison Bailey has, has not redshirted. He might this year, and then he would come back next year as a redshirt sophomore, and then he would be a redshirt junior, and then he would be a redshirt senior. And then if he wanted to take advantage of the free year of eligibility, then he would do so after his redshirt senior year and come back for a
0: sixth year. I understand that. But I know. I'm just to make it, to it, to make for, for it easier to break it down even more simple for folks to understand. Last year didn't count. He has four years of eligibility, and he's on pace right now to, to redshirt, and then he'll have four years if he does that. So if he gets hurt, he can take a medical redshirt. But uh, he got plenty of time to play here, Tennessee, or play somewhere else um, to to get it together, so uh, and be able to be able to play at the quarterback position. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Oh <sighs> boy. Vaughn Birmingham says, I don't want to defend him, but Urban built a team at Utah that beat Alabama. Jake can say he out talents people, but I would trade every coach we have had between now and former for him to, to, ha- to have him here. Oh, it would do, no doubt. He's one of the best college football coaches ever, ever. And he did build Utah, he did build Utah. Did a good job before he went to Utah. He was at Bowling Green. um, But he has been able to benefit from stacked rosters at his last two previous college stops, which was Florida, because Ron Zook did a great job recruiting and and giving him a full deck. And then at Ohio State, uh, he had a full deck when he arrived there. Had Braxton Miller and some more guys. And then he just continued to add players from there. So he didn't always play with the full deck his entire career but he did his last two college stops and usually college coaches who take over jobs they gotta build it they gotta build it build it and he didn't have to do that his last two stops and it's kind of cool to see I don't know if it's cool for Jacksonville Jaguar fans but it's funny for for me to watch him um squirm as as a coach who, and they just traded away one of their first round picks last week or this week. Um, oh, I think they traded him to the to the Panthers. Uh, C.J. Henderson, former yeah. corner from Florida. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence is like, oh, my gosh. This is whew. I should have stayed an extra year. I should have pulled a Eli Manning in. Big boy, my way to another organization. This is terrible. But Justin Fields probably feels the same way too. Anyways. Joe says, Joe and Augusta says, I ain't praying for Urban Meyer. Uh-uh. No. Nah, hell no. Nah. I like Jay. He's a good caller. Nice guy. But this is a no from me, dog. <laughs> he is not sending thoughts and prayers Urban's way. <laughs> Oh man, Ken says no. Ben, you said, and I quote, "I'm going home this weekend to Alabama." LOL. Oh man, Big Willie Style says, "Man, when it comes to urban, call me Petty Tendergrass." Oh, sixteen, but I want them all to be heartbreakers, so that way he can eat a dry a Papa John's on a golf cart. I think that's what happened when they lost to. Michigan State in the Big Ten championship game a couple years ago oh man Max Vol says Sonny Daisy versus Teleco Plains will draw a better crowd than Vanderbilt oh good stuff here in the text box we will go right back to the text box taking your phone calls on the Iris Network's hotline 865 255-03 stay with us event tv like us on facebook
3: good morning swain event crew as the weather heats up so does our market and from johnson city to knoxville eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties the chili is hot in east tennessee so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market i'm just a phone call away or email me at jennifer morris 865 at gmail.com and go vols
0: JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you
5: should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics.
0: More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality,
4: high-speed business fiber internet
0: A
4: Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses.
0: Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. TwinEvents, TwinEvents.com, Fueled by Dead and Barbecue. Hour 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. In the month of October, Hillard wants to let you know uh, that, that uh, there are shortages as far as inventory and empty shelves everywhere. Now there are serious shortages with equipment and products for your home. HVAC systems, tankless water heaters, and generators are going to be extremely limited in 2022. So if you need a replacement, call Hiller today. Don't wait until you are out of options. Hiller has special financing available. Buy now and pay nothing until next year. Hiller's work is backed by the Happy You'll Be or the service is free guarantee. Learn more at happyhiller.com. My man, Ben McKee. What up? like that shirt, man. Thanks, dog. Huh? said, thanks, dog. Nice shirt, man. Nice shirt. What size you wear, man? XL. Hmm. think I might be the squeeze up in there. I have to let your boy borrow that. Might go to the club tonight. No. Ain't they don't gone. allow Crocs in the club. <laughs> hey, man, I haven't worn Crocs in a while, man. You better get off me and my Crocs. I've been wearing my own clouds. Your own clouds. That's right. Walking around like a dad. Hanging out with Austin too much. Walking around like a dad. That's right. I'm somebody's daddy. Look at my shoes. I'm somebody's daddy. You can tell with these shoes. You can tell. I think I wore these for a month straight. Now I see why everybody else has been wearing them. All right. Rick Barnes is wearing them too. Dr. Vols says, Ben wears the same size as me. Oh, yeah, y'all the same size, D.R.F. So, let Ben, let you borrow that T-shirt, man. Ben been sporting the cool tees this week, man. If y'all didn't know, Ben has a lot of swag. Fake news. A lot, a lot of it. Debatable. Jennifer Moore says, we don't want your prayers, Ben. Stay out of Braves country. Jay Waller. Tennessee says, thank you, Ben, for the uh, Bray's love. You are welcome. At least somebody is thankful for Braves love. Jeff Morris don't want your love. She does not want it.
1: I love how she uh, she plays the victim <laughs> when she's always the one that starts the trash
3: talk.
0: <laughs> Come, Brad, on am text box. I ain't messing with you on the text box. But, yes, Thank answer your question. Evil says rain. I smell 300 yards rushing. I don't know about 300 yards, but should be able to run the football um, regardless of the weather. Honestly, I think it makes it harder to run because think about the zone read. And we saw, was it Hendon and Jalen Wright? Have the fumble? Ty-on. Oh, what, what Was that Tyon? It's on So you would think, all right, just hand the ball off to the running back. Let's let's just run the football during the rain. But if you're doing the zone reads and uh, that makes it a lot harder in the rain. Now Mizzou relying so much on the passing game, uh, obviously it's going to make it harder for them, better for us uh, with our defense. But uh, I, I still am concerned about us putting the ball on the ground. Um, If it's raining a lot, but it is on turf. We won't be running on a sloppy, muddy field. So hopefully the Missouri, Missouri's field drains, uh, well, and it's not like a LSU, Tennessee, 2017 monsoon or something like that. Uh, you can deal with the, you know, light sprinkle or just a steady rain. You can deal with that and playing that and be, and be pretty, pretty, pretty efficient, uh, playing offense. Uh, Jay Waller says Will Smith shouldn't be allowed to celebrate the NL East Championship. So I guess you make him go stand in the corner. Uh, he he did his best this season to to make sure the Braves did not
1: did not make the playoffs. But kudos to the Braves offense for overcoming Will Smith. Pretty impressive when you think about it.
0: Uh, Matt County Vall says just days away from freeing Triple O. Let's go Lions! Now we free Triple O already. So Triple O was already called in this week. And, um, so we already freed him. We already freed him. Daytona called in, wanted him to to be able to call back. So we freed him. It, It was, it was time, man. Can't have Bears, Lions week without Triple O having the ability to call in. So he called in early this week. The trash talk is just not the same this week because both, both of our teams are, they, they stink. We got one win between both, both of our teams. So nothing really to brag about, uh, H. Jax says three keys to the game. Well, my my three keys are um, running the football, run with the purpose. I mean, I, I feel like we should just just I feel like we should be able to run run wild if you include the quarterback in there too. But just with the running backs, I don't know if I would say run wild, but I I will say for sure we should we need to run with the purpose. That's very, very important. My um, other key is is to affect the quarterback, and um, notice I didn't say just get get sacks." I said, affect the quarterback." So sacks are included, but tip passes also um, is what I mean by affecting the quarterback. They throw it out quick, that means you get your hands up, um, blitz him, get him off his spot, get pressure on him, get him off his spot, but somehow, some way affect the quarterback as much as you can so uh, that's what I mean by affecting the quarterback and then the third one for me is just limiting penalties man you don't you don't you don't lose to Mizzou if you don't beat yourself so that has been an issue obviously in the Pittsburgh game we saw penalties kind of come up in the Florida game it cannot be an issue tomorrow so those are my three keys man I don't know if you have anything different I'm pretty sure you do uh, because we have different brains. No, I, I have the same keys to the game. Got to be able to run the football. Got to win the turnover
1: margin. And and I I don't know about you, but I put turnovers and penalties in the same category. Just you, you got to win the turnover margin. You, you can't beat yourself with, with penalties. So uh, th- those are two, three keys. If you want to separate those, obviously you can. Uh, and, th- and then you got to generate pressure. But in terms of like matchups – I'm watching it's, it's Tennessee's offensive line versus a Missouri defensive front that has been pushed around and has done very little good things this season, which is surprising because they have some, some veteran players up front, but that's, a, that's the number one matchup I'm watching is Tennessee's offensive line against Missouri's defensive front. The second one is Missouri's tackles against Matthew Butler, Jaquan Blakely, Byron Young. Tyler Barron, Roman Harrison. That's the the number two matchup I am watching because Missouri's tackles have been good in pass coverage this season. Uh, Both Javon Foster, their redshirt junior left tackle, and their right tackle, Hyron Wright, also a redshirt junior. Both of them have dropped back in pass protection 175 times through four games this season. And for Javon Foster... He has allowed just three pressures and one sack. Hiron White has been even better and has given up no sacks and two pressures. And those stats are according to Pro Football Focus. So they've been good in, in pass protection. And as we've noted a couple of different times this week, Missouri loves to throw the football. Mm-hmm. 51 pass attempts last week for Connor Bazelak. And again, a lot of them are, are dinking and, and dunking and getting the ball out quickly. Maybe that's... That's why the tackles haven't given up a ton of pressures or, or sacks this year. Uh, I believe statistically, Missouri has has given up the fourth fewest sacks in in the country
0: uh, through four games. They, they didn't give up any against Boston College. Correct. They've, um, they've been good in that regard. And then Connor had fifty one passing attempts against Kentucky. Oh, that's right. And had forty one against against right. against Boston College. But I, you know, I, I I thought you nailed it talking about the tackles from Missouri. Because they are good in pass pro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for them to drop back 41 times against Boston College and not give up a sack, a lot of it is yes, the offensive line is doing a good job. Also, a lot of it is the quarterback doing a good job of getting the ball out quick. It reminds me a lot of the 2007 Tennessee team where you had Anthony Parker, Ramon Foster, Angel's a senior, and they set a record. They set a record for, um, I guess, I think it was pass attempts without a sack or something like that. But it was a mixture of Ainge doing a good job of of not getting sacked by getting rid of the wall. And it was a mixture of the offensive line doing a good job, too. So you're seeing kind of the same thing with Missouri because they don't sit back in the pocket in a seven-step drop and just pat the football and they get the ball out quick. Giving up just three sacks through
1: the first four games. That's great. And according to Missouri's game notes, that's good for .75 sacks her game, which ranks sixth in the country and second in the SEC in sacks allowed. Two of the three sacks came in the season opener against Central Michigan, while the other came in week two against Kentucky. Uh, And also, according to the game notes, Missouri has allowed just four quarterback hurries over the past two weeks combined. And as a result, Bazelak is completing 71.8% of his passes in the past two games while throwing for over 300 yards in each. So first matchup I'm watching, the running game. Tennessee's running game versus Missouri's rush defense. Tennessee should have the advantage there. Second matchup I'm I'm watching for is can Tennessee generate pressure off the edge against good tackles. And Mm -hmm. the third one is just containing Tyler Beatty. And keeping an eye on him, I know Tim Banks will have an eye on him at all times. But whether it's a linebacker, Jeremy Banks, Jawan Mitchell, Aaron Beasley, Solon Page matched up on Beatty in coverage, I wonder if we'll see more of Aaron Beasley since uh, he's athletic and and probably the quickest guy in the room and similar body to to Tyler Beatty. I wonder if we'll see Be- Beasley in maybe more than we have, to to maybe spy Beatty and and try to get in coverage uh, against Beatty. But even if it's not a linebacker, if it's Theo Jackson or Trayvon Flowers, and and God forbid we see Jalen McCullough matched up against Tyler Beatty, that's a disaster waiting to happen. Um, You got to contain Beatty. That's the third matchup that I'm watching for is just whoever Beatty's matched up against because they like to throw it to him as much as they like to run him between the tackles or, or run him off perimeter uh, and he's just five receiving yards away from becoming the first Missouri player to ever record 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards in his career so he's super dynamic it's it's he's a running back but he he does way more than just strictly run plays averaging 149.5 all-purpose yards this season and the last thing that I'll mention third down is is going to be very important. It's always important. It's it's the money down for a reason, but I I bring it up particularly this week because Missouri has been really good on third down. They lead the SEC and rank 7th in the country with its 54.7% conversion rate on third down. They are they are converting on third down over half the time and have done so in 29 of their 53 third down attempts this season. And and it's pretty remarkable that they're doing it at that clip because they were 1-for-11 on third downs against Central Michigan in the opener. And since that opener over the last three games, over the last three weeks, they converted third downs at a 66.7% clip, uh, 9-for-15 against Kentucky, 11-for-15 against Southeast Missouri, and 8-for-12 at Boston College. So Mm -hmm. Tennessee's going to have to be good on third down defensively.
0: Boom, that's right. That's right. That's why you, you got to find a way to affect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Got to win first and second down. Because sacking him, that's not something that, that Mizzou has allowed opponents to do. So how do you do that? Well, tip passes, sending a blitz, maybe just get him off his spot, maybe get him off balance. Um, that's That's the way that you do it. I saw Boston College – I was able to do it on a key third down. But if you think you're just going to sack him all day, that's not going to happen. You've got to find different ways to affect him. And that's a really good point by you, uh, Ben, bringing up the third down efficiency for, for Missouri. So, um, Missouri's not supposed to win games like this. They're not supposed to. When you look at how bad they are stopping the run and how poor they are at running the football, they're not supposed to win games like this in the SEC. So uh, Tennessee just needs to make sure that they don't beat themselves with penalties and turnovers and you know, mistakes and things like that. So uh, good stuff, again, by you, Ben. Um, which player played well last week that you think will follow that performance up with another good performance? And then what player did not have a good performance you think will bounce back this week? Uh,
1: the the good performance against Florida that I think will continue. Tyon Evans, uh, uh hidden Hooker's name is the first one that came to mind. Yep, Honestly, I, I I think Hooker will will continue to to play well. Not at a not maybe at a great level, but just a, a solid good level is what I think of Hidden Hooker. I think he'll continue that but it's it's hard to not pick Tyon based off of what he did against Florida if he can do that against Florida then then he can he can run wild against Missouri and and honestly I I think I should say Tyon Evans and Jabari Spall because they're more of a duo than individuals anyway they they both combined for 119 yards I think it was and on like 22 carries against Florida so uh, th- those are the first names that come to mind. In terms of a guy that played poorly against Florida that I think will bounce back, hmm, that, that is a a great question. I'd like to say the receivers, but it's hard to put any stock in them. I got one for you. At this point. Who's your guy? I mean, I
0: think, I think, I think we can – Gold receivers on on both questions here. I think someone that played well last week that will continue is Javante Payton, and someone that struggled and you know in Callaway had to drop on fourth down. I think he he can come back and bounce back and have a uh, a bounce back good game. So yeah, if I was gonna pick a receiver, it'd be Callaway. Yeah, you know Javante had the big time, big time uh, catch and run we got to flip his hands on the deep ball. you got to let that ball come over the shoulder so he, he doesn't lose sight of the ball. But. Somebody laughed at me earlier this week when I said that uh, a receiver can receive the ball incorrectly. I mean, he caught it. He caught it, so don't get me wrong, but hey. But if he keeps doing that bad habit, it could lead to a drop. It could. I mean, just, you're blocking the vision. When you go on thumbs down like that on a pass, um, you know, your arms are kind of blocking the vision of the ball. Whether you know you flip your thumbs the other way and you follow the ball over your shoulder, you know it's a little bit easier a catch. So he caught it. He made the play, but you know it could be it could be caught a little bit easier for him. And um, but I think I think he's going to have another good performance this week. And I think uh is going to have the bounce the bounce back performance uh, from the drop on fourth down. So. You know, give them some love to the wide receivers, man. I think they'll, I think they'll bounce back this week. I'm trying to think of somebody who played poorly
1: defensively that that could bounce back. But like, I don't, I don't, I know it's weird to say because Florida scored 38 points, but like, I don't think that like there was anybody on defense that just played poorly. And, like, yeah, the safeties played poorly. McCullough and Flowers were were poor. But the reason I'm not
0: using them as an answer is because I I don't know that they're going to –
1: I'm not going to sit there and say that they're going to have a a good game, quite quite frankly. I mean, I
0: hope they would have a bounce-back game. I mean, I hope they would be better than they were against Florida. But bounce-back from what? They haven't played at a high level at any point this season.
1: it will be better from the previous game. I I hope so. I hope so. Though Those two were the ones that, like, truly had poor performances – but I, I can't say that they that they bounce back from something because I, I haven't seen them play at a high level. I hope I'm wrong. But just to finish my thought real quick, even though they scored 38 points, I thought the defense played pretty well early on um, for for most of that game until they got gassed again. If Jimmy Callaway makes that catch on fourth and five, and Tennessee does end up punching it in on that drive, it's a 24-21 game going into the into the fourth quarter. And I'm sorry, allowing 24 points to that Florida team through three. Three quarters is good. And, and then they were just kind of gassed at the end on, on that drive that Florida made it 31-14, and then Florida scored a, a garbage-time touchdown to make it 38.
0: Low-T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness, and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. So if you're feeling tired, grumpy, have a lack of motivation to drive, you notice some weight gain, uh, loss of muscle mass, these, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, Low thyroid or even sleep apnea. So low go there, schedule your health assessment. It's quick, it's easy, very easy. And right now, Low T Center is offering their monitored, self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience, and, and you you get the guidance from the low T Center professionals uh, as they're guiding you through the whole process. Uh, also, health monitor measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. So Low-T Center is your go-to for men's health. Go to LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Score prediction? I uh, feel like Tennessee's going to win. You feel like Tennessee's going to win, but are you feeling good, feeling lucky To or confident enough to Give out a prediction on the score.
1: Absolutely. I'm actually doing it right now as we speak for VolQuest, as we do every week. I don't mind giving my score. And if you want to see Brent's, Rob's, Austin's score is, as well, you can check that out uh, later this afternoon. Brent usually turns this this loose uh, around lunchtime. But my score, I, I've got 31-27 Tennessee. And I, I thought on Monday – that Tennessee would win this game, but I was kind of hesitant just because who who knows with this Tennessee football team? There's so much question marks and and not not a ton of uh, what's the word I'm looking for. There, there's just not a ton of certainty. Yeah, there's just a lot of uncertainty with this football team, which is why I didn't feel great about my thought that Tennessee would win. Just because you don't know what's going to happen with this football team. But as the week has has gone along, and as I've studied and read more about Missouri, the more I feel more confident in, in Tennessee winning this football game. Not that I think it's a guaranteed win, because I don't think that at all. I just mm-hmm. I think Tennessee really, really wins this game on the ground, and yes, I'm a little bit hesitant because Tennessee has not run the ball without Cooper May, so that, that gives me a little pause for concern, but I think the difference in this game is going to be the fact that Missouri the first four games has struggled with communication and getting guys lined up in time to make a play and if they're doing that against teams that don't go up-tempo what are they going to do against a team that does go up-tempo that runs three plays per minute the fastest in the country I mean if they're already confused before an up-tempo offense I can only imagine how Josh Heupel is going to tie up the minds of Missouri's defensive players in into all sorts of pretzels, so I, I think the tempo is really what's the difference in this game, and I think Tennessee wins 31-27,
0: 31-27 for you. I'm going twenty-eight twenty-four Tennessee. Uh, I think um, because of the rain, I don't think the teams will get to the thirties. If it was a dry, if it was a dry outing, I would probably go thirty-seven to thirty-four, something like that. Uh, but I'm, I'm taking ten points off the top because of the rain. All right, let's see what is on the text box. Quickly, SC Vols says 38-17 Vols. Evans with 150 yards. Uh, ATL VFL says the Milton have trouble managing adrenaline at quarterback? Seems to only hurt touch throws. Maybe. Uh, don't know. Vols 42, Mizzou 17 from Chris at Valls for life. Oh, that's a big one. That is a big one right there. Um. Let's see here. Jarrett. Jared, to all Jared says I feel great regardless what Tennessee uh they do or, or don't do. Okay? Um RG1, uh it's about you know, receiver's habits. Have I noticed? Yep, I've noticed that. Um uh, Let's see here. I think that's I think that might be it for for the day. We'll make sure we try to get everyone in here. Everyone's questions. The other McKee said twenty one seventeen vols. Oh I like that score too, man.
1: I like any score as long
0: as the vols at the end of the sixty minutes have <laughs> more points. Yeah. I just if we get if we get a consistent we get consistent rain. I think that's going to have an impact on both teams. But Tennessee should, they should win this game. Stop Beatty on Saturday and join the Swain event at Beatty on Monday because that's where we'll be talking about this Mizzou-Tennessee football game. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope you have a great, great, great weekend. A safe weekend. Thank you for making the Swain event part of your morning uh, today and. Uh, Early on this week, if you joined us, we really appreciate your time. That is the best gift that you can give someone is their time. So thank you so much for that. We will be back Monday morning. Twain event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. Have a great weekend.